Wait, what do you mean it's over? Hello? How can I help? Hey everyone, and welcome back to Party Silver Podcast. This is Liz, and Ashley's on one of her 52 vacations. Just kidding, um, not 52, but she has had a lot of vacations, and she's a super busy bee. And I'm currently not a super busy bee. So here is an episode where I'm bringing on a very fun, special co-host, one of my very, very best friends from my entire life, Katie Puya, also avid listener of Parties Over Podcast, will be joining me as a co-host to host one of her friends, Jane Thomas. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but as usual, I don't have a ton of updates, but I have fun, exciting thoughts, I guess you could call it. I'm feeling very hopeful and excited for this coming summer. I don't know, something hit me today. I have tickets to a lot of upcoming concerts and comedy shows, and the schedule is starting to fill in with bridal showers. There's only a couple weddings, but some really exciting weddings, and you know, a good variety of everything, and I just have this feeling that it's going to be a great summer. We've been having some nice weather, and I've been extending my walks to like three miles got some ankle weights I know I mentioned that a couple weeks ago on the podcast been getting back out there on the tennis court just you know the sun is out and I'm feeling revived and I'm feeling super ready for summer 2022 so very excited for that do have a fun story I wanted to share with you guys I didn't get to say this last week on the podcast but I recently saw Lord in concert, which is something that I've wanted to do since I was probably 13 years old and never have had the opportunity to. And it was everything I wanted and more. And yeah, I ended up photoshopping <laughs> tickets while I was there to get us closer seats at the show. Don't tell anyone. But it was just truly... It was an iconic performance. I felt so many feelings, and if you like her and you haven't seen her, would recommend, 100%. So today, the guest is Jane Thomas, Jane's tarot, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know much about tarot cards and card readings, palm readings, you know, that whole world, but I met Jane through my friend Katie who's going to be joining us, and they're good friends, which I thought would make her the perfect co-host for this episode because Katie knows a lot more about this world and does readings with Jane, and I just wanted to make sure if you're a listener who does readings or goes and has a reading that I was hitting all of the questions that you would want to hear from Jane, and it was a lot of learning for me, and it's pretty cool. Jane just had her one-year anniversary of her business and this is a great way to celebrate hearing her talk about starting the business and just a little bit behind the scenes of the process so I really hope that you all enjoy this episode it's super different than every anything we have done before but as always we like to keep it versatile and we like to 
learn new things. So what a great way to learn something new um, from one of your friends and one of her friends. So I really hope you guys like this episode and let's get into it with Jane and Katie. Okay, guys, we are back and I have a very special co-host today, probably one of probably one of the top fans of Parties Over podcast and one of my best friends, Katie Puya, is here with us. So first, let's welcome Katie to the podcast. I'm honored to be here. I'm no Ashley Aslin, but... And our special guest on the podcast today is Jane Thomas. So welcome, Jane, to the podcast. I am so blessed and thankful to be here. I'm ready to talk. I'm a Leo, so let's do it. (laughs) We were just talking before we started recording, and Jane is going to pull a card for how the conversation is going to go today. All right, let's ask my spirit guides on what, how the podcast is going to go today. And I got the justice card. So that's a card about truth and knowing and finding balance and just, well, Katie's a Libra, so she knows what that <laughs> she knows what that means. But yeah, it's going to be a fun, truthful episode. I think it's going to be really insightful for a lot of people to gain more knowledge in the spiritual world. I think like my, my gut reaction right now just is that so many people might look at this episode and be like, oh, I can't relate to that or I have no idea what they're talking about. But the more you listen, I think the more that you're going to relate to it and, and connect with it. So I'm excited to hear what people have to think about the topic. Yeah, it's going to be good. Everyone, I feel like now there's a trend of a lot of people getting into spirituality and astrology and tarot. So I think it's a great topic to shed light on a new found interest in a lot of people. Definitely. And I think our listeners love a wide variety of topics and we haven't done anything like this in the 120 something episodes. So here's something new for everybody. So at the beginning of all of our episodes, we ask, what was your dream job growing up? I don't think you were a child maybe thinking like you would have started this type of business. So what were you leaning towards when you were growing up? So I always asked my mom, like, what was, what did I want to be when I grew up? She told me I wanted to be a clown. And that's funny because I'm terrified of clowns. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from because I'm literally petrified. Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to be when I was growing up was a veterinarian. So I guess I wanted to help people. I don't know how clowns were helpful, but veterinarians would help people. So kind of like goes on the same (laughs) wavelength of what I do now for a living. I guess clowns like connect with people. I think now they look like running away. (laughs) They make you laugh. They scare me, man. (laughs) I don't trust a clown. Liz was actually, okay, it's so funny to call you Liz, but I feel like I have to call you Liz in this setting. Okay, you can say bits. Okay, um, growing up, bits was like obsessed with clowns. Like she loved them. We would like write and illustrate stories together, but her favorite thing to draw was clowns. Like every day it was a new clown. I swear to God. I don't know So why. I feel like it's either you love them or you hate them. There's no middle ground. I agree. I don't think there's an in-between about clowns. So we no, know I Liz, don't like them. Uh, you don't like clowns now. So you're upset. So both of our clown obsession has dissipated since growing up and getting older. I'm happy for us. We're like, stay at the, stay at the circus. Like it's okay. Like we don't want you near us. Okay. So you were interested in the veterinary. How would I say that? Veterinary? 
veterinarian veterinarian world is that what you went to school for did you go to school what was um yeah so I'm actually in college currently um shout out to me community college love it there been there for a very long time so I'm currently going to school to get my associates in paralegal studies I actually have one class left I signed up for it the other day and I'm going to graduate end of December um And that's originally what I was doing before I started my business. I was working in legal settings. I was working in law offices, but I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know. Like I love the law and it's always a part of me. So that's why I wanted to finish my degree, especially because I graduated from high school and I didn't go to college until five years later, that it's like such a monumental moment just to get my associates. I mean, college is a big deal, even if you get an associates or like a tech degree from something. So I definitely do want to finish. I don't know if I'm going to use it, but it's good to have something in the future just in case. Also good for business because I've learned stuff through school. Definitely. Um, I remember my business law class and that was just shocking to me, but I had no idea that you were interested in law and like that world at all. So that's very cool. And congrats on almost finishing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so proud. I like that you have a, like a non-typical structure of college. It's not always as straightforward and you're still getting where you want to go. Yeah. College is like, I feel like the problem is that everyone wants to go to college right after you graduate. And I I had that mindset of, I got a full ride to a college. My mom's like, okay, you're going to go. And I'm like, no, not going to go. She's like, okay, then you're not going to go. And I traveled. I lived in Colorado. I just like had to figure out what I wanted and I mean, things change in life. So obviously it's not what I want anymore, but at the time that's what I wanted to do. And I mean, in retrospect, like we're so young when we graduate high school and decide if we want to go to college, where we want to go to college, what we want to do while we're there. And I think there's a lot of value in taking that, whether it's a gap year or years, you know, um, And being a little bit older and experiencing life and doing what you did, traveling, meeting people, working different jobs, you know, you get to kind of see life for what it is and then go from there. So I think that probably helped inform, not to speak for you, but inform your decision on, you know, school and, and stuff. Yeah. Without experience, how do you really know what you want, you know, in general, in life, (laughs) like you know, thinking about a decision I would make right now at 26 versus a decision at 18 is totally different. Like not even that many years in between, totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You age, you grow, you expand. So in college, you know, when I went back to school, I was like, I, five years later, what was like 20 something. And I was not the oldest one in the room. There's people who were in their forties that were going back and getting a different degree. So you know, changing your mind throughout life is normal. Also, I want to chat a little bit about when you two met and um, also when you started getting into tarot cards, like, did this bring your friendship together? Like, how did that work? So Jane and I met what feels like so long ago. It was 2015. So it was summer after my freshman year at URI. And we worked, we worked at this job together, which will go unnamed because it was so horrendous. Um, our boss actually ended up going to prison. Oh, I um, did not know that. Yeah. She went to prison for laundering money. Wait, are you, you need to text me her name because okay. I will Google after this episode. I need to like read all. her yeah. and her husband is the, 
is the other shop still open? This is, really I'm not serious. sure. I'll have to, we'll have to circle back on okay, this. We're going to circle back on this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyway, so as you can tell the job that we worked at, it was not a great situation. We were both there for the money, whatever. And we formed a friendship there and we stayed connected that summer. And then we went what Jane, probably like three or four years with like, without really communicating, we would chat every now and then catch up occasionally, but like nothing to the extent of our friendship. Now it was actually a year and a half ago, no, two years ago now that we reconnected in the last year, our friendship has like really, truly grown a lot. That's yeah. that's my side of it anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's but. true. Like we, I don't know, like it's so interesting because even though we weren't communicating, I still counted you as a friend and mm-hmm. I cared about you. And it's, it's also shows that like, you know, distance for some people like brings you apart, but also like brings you guys together. And like, that's mm-hmm. true. Like two years ago, I don't even know how we reconnected. I don't even know. Maybe we just like started talking again. And it was just like, timing is everything in this world. But yeah, now we're like closer than ever. Yeah. And I think think people go through different phases in their lives. Like, I mean, Bits, even you and I, like we've had phases where we weren't that close. Like we were best friends in preschool through grade school, everything. And then we had a few years where we were distanced and now we're, we're connected again. So I think friendship, not to say friendships have their seasons, but like people distance and grow and and a lot happens in those times that you spend apart. So I don't know. I think everything happens for a reason. And, um, I just feel thankful that Jane and I, um, are friends again. So not that we weren't ever not friends, but close again, I suppose. I I think it's so interesting that you guys have this connection through this kind of like other space too. And like, Jane reading your cards, like that is an interesting friendship to be able to like, see this part of you. That is like, you almost don't even have to tell your friend. Is, is that weird at all? I mean, I think Katie knows, knows that I know things and we just kind of just leave it at it as it is. And it's just like, you don't have to tell me like, I, like, I get it. Like, you know, it's, it's another level to like, no, I know like, it's kind of like this weird thing. It's kind of just, and here's the thing, like also as her friend, like I know when I'm like, Hey, I don't think I'm the best person to read you right now. And I always do that to people. I'm like, Hey, I have a reader that I go to because you can't always read yourself really objectively. And, you know, there's times in life that I've said to my friends, Hey, this isn't for me. Like uh, my friendship's more important than reading you about this. I think you need to go to somebody else. So, you know, also knowing there's a balance of like how I can be the best tarot reader for her and a friend, which Mm -hmm. is hard to do, especially Mm -hmm. because I like know her and I'm like, Hey, I could read you like a book. Right. But I also sometimes good to have someone who's objective and doesn't know everything because, you know, it doesn't serve as much purpose Mm -hmm. sometimes. And I, from my standpoint, I just, I appreciate that Jane is able to like separate the two when that needs to happen. Um, Because I mean, as she just said, like there are times when she can like text me and ask me something and like, I don't need to answer. She already knows the answer, which is such a funny (laughs) dynamic to have in a friendship, but Um, but yeah, there are times when like, I'm like, Hey, I'm going through this right now. Like I really need some advice as a friend and she'll give me her advice as a friend. Or there are times when I'm like, Hey, I, can you, can you read me? And she says, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Go, go talk to so-and-so. And I go see, um, one of her contacts, which, which is super helpful because I think without that, like, I don't know, it's like 
mixing business and friend friendship can be really difficult. So especially when it's like your personal life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. I want to hear how you get into something like this. How do you start reading someone's cards slash how do you like, did you, was your first time going to get your cards right? And you're like, I'm actually interested in doing this myself. Like, what is that progression like? Um, yeah, great question. Um, so I remember when I was younger, I've always <clears throat> been into like my Zodiac sign astrology, like the stars. I mean, I used to talk to spirits and angels when I was like a kid, my mom always said like, who are you playing with? And I'm like, Rollins soul solely or something like that. And my mom was like, who are they? I'm like my angels. So I've always had the gift. Everyone has the gift. It depends if you want to open it up or not. But I've got my cards read before when I was younger and like 18, 19. And then about five years ago, shout out to my sister, Kate. Can't believe I just said that out loud, but shout out to my sister, Kate, for getting me a tarot card deck for Christmas. So then I got it five years ago. And then four years ago, you know, that the the year, like the year after Christmas, I just started playing with it and reading myself and learning about it, taught myself completely. And then I decided to just how to practice is to practice on people that, you know, and I practice on my brothers, my sisters, you know, my friends. And I you wasn't charging me all the time. I would read for her all the time just to practice. I would, I was just like, Hey, do you want to read? She's like, yeah, because how are you supposed to learn something without doing it? But for a really long time, I didn't charge people for this. It was just like, Hey, this isn't a thing that I like to do. It's a hobby. It's an activity. Um, I want to get good at it. So I don't want to charge you for this service. So yeah, that's how I kind of started. And I did teach myself. I did go to like, I mentioned before that I have my own tarot reader. She taught me like once I went to her house and I was like, can you just like, tell me about these like few cards. And she was like, yeah, she's like, but you don't really need my help. She's like, this is what you need to know, but you're good. So I, I, I was self-taught. I do encourage people to get lessons. I do lessons as well because it's fun to teach. Um, but you can teach yourself as well. So you don't need to go to somebody to learn how to read. I didn't know that there were lessons. That's so interesting. Yes. I like to teach lessons. That's, I really want to like do that more. Um, I like to read individuals. Like it's so fun, you know, to like know things, but I also want to like help people tap into their intuition more and read cards for themselves. It's just so exciting and fun. And you definitely can read for yourself. I just definitely don't suggest to do your love life. It's just too freaking messy. And it's just like, you need to go to somebody to do that. Like you can't, like if I read my love life, like I would see like the devil card and be like, Oh my God, he loves me. Like, no, Jane, he doesn't like, he doesn't love <laughs> he you. Would put like, what you want it to say. Yeah, exactly. So like, there's certain things like you can't really do because you have, you have to be completely objective for a reading and for yourself. So yeah. Love life. I tell people to not read their love life. Like go to somebody for that. Like, for I've had a, for the record, I've had to tell Jane several times. I'm like, girly, put the cards down. Like you're not reading the situation for yourself anymore because you just, you dig yourself a hole, you know, like you can, you can convince yourself of something in a sense. So yeah, it's yeah. And I remember I've like sent you videos and I was like crying and you're like, Jane, you need to stop. And I was like, Oh, like it's I was, just not, yeah, I was like, I, I love you. And I understand that like you want direction in this situation right now, but you're not helping yourself. Like it's not a good situation. So. Cause it's kind of like how you interpret the card. It's not like 
no card is completely straightforward. This is what's going to happen. It's how you interpret it. So if it's yourself, you're like, I'm going to interpret it this way if I want to. <laughs> yeah, it's just not healthy. Um, I just want to say real quickly, it's been really interesting to watch Jane's progression over time. Like thinking back to when she would just offer to read me for practice and comparing it to her today, like the time and energy that Jane has put into perfecting her craft is, is amazing. Like she's just, she's so knowledgeable and like, it's, she's never just pulling something out of her butt. You know what I mean? To like, to tell you what you want to hear. She's never going to do that. And I really appreciate that. But thinking back to when she first started, like we'd have to pause and she would look up a card and like, think about how to interpret it and how it paired with the other cards that were in the spread. And even at the time, like that was something I always appreciated because I was like, okay, she's not pretending to be this expert when she's not. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just something really important to highlight too, is that this didn't happen overnight for her. There were hundreds of hours in, in years that she practiced before she, you know, made a business. It is almost like learning a whole new language. Like you'll know the difference from someone who knows what they're saying rather than someone who's just faking it. Like you can tell the difference. And I like that you called it a craft. Like, I don't think a lot of people would know how much time really goes into it. Well, there are 78 cards in a deck and, you know, in a basic tarot deck, but I also read Oracle cards and you have to learn those too. So you have to learn the meanings of what they mean upright, what they mean reversed. And then you have to learn how they fit in a spread it's more complex than people think. I mean, people think you open up your third eye and then you just hear things like, no, that's not what happens. You know, it takes time to even develop, to get stronger in your intuition and get stronger to connect with your spirit guides and connect with yourself to trust yourself. Like sometimes I'm like, shit, like, is this right? Is my intuition right? And I think Katie, I think I've told Katie before multiple times. I'm like, listen to your intuition. And you're like, well, I'm like, no, like trust yourself, you know, <laughs> trust it. And, you know, sometimes you, I open up my third eye and the, the, the voices are muffled. Sometimes they're clear as day, you know, even for me, and I've been doing it for almost five years, like it's still a learning process and your spirituality is always evolving and growing. You know, you're not going to just be the best right when you start and you can spot a fake. I have spot fakes on Instagram. I'm just like, ah, nope, don't go to them. Like, I know, <laughs> like, don't get a reading from them. Well, everybody listening knows who to go to now, so they're going to be good. Um, You mentioned this, so I kind of want to get into a little bit following kind of your gut instinct. Do you have any tips on how to know what your gut instinct is and how to follow it and how to decide that for yourself? Well, I just feel like starting with basic ways to connect your intuition can kind of help progress that for you. So how to connect your intuition. You know, you can have crystals around you. You can just Google like crystals for intuition, like amethyst, I think is one. I don't know a lot about crystals. I don't do a lot. I have a lot of crystals. Doesn't mean I know all about them Um, and all their uses and their magical properties. But, you know, working with crystals, meditation is important. Don't start off with like, please, like I'm telling people right now, please don't start off with an hour meditation. Like you're going to fall asleep. It's not going to be good. Like five minutes, just like slow you know, bonding with nature is really important with intuition, being outside with the, I like to sit in the grass, you know, and like walk in the grass, be by the water. Cause I live near the ocean, you know, just being outside in nature can really help your intuition, trusting yourself, 
trusting that little gut, like people have gut instincts and you can feel it in your stomach. Like you've ever had that pit in your stomach and you're like, "Uh Oh, I probably shouldn't do this. Or, "Uh Oh, I know something's wrong. Like believe it, believe in yourself, believe in your physical symptoms because they're telling you something. Um, and I always tell people to like help you with your intuition is to seek guidance by getting a tarot card reading an Oracle reading, seeing someone who does your hands. I would love to learn palms. That's like the next thing I want to learn. Like seeking guidance can help because it can validate something you're feeling like, Oh, Hey, this is what's going on in your relationship. You know what? I felt the same way, you know? And then you realize that you should be trusting yourself. And that's how, you know, I, I still go outside, walk around on barefoot. It's really important to ground yourself. Meditation, I think is key. Meditation can help with so many things. Yoga can help. Breath work can help. There's a lot of ways to connect to your intuition. You just have to trust yourself and to trust what you're feeling. Because sometimes you don't, I don't still sometimes too, which I think is very normal. I think the most important thing that you've said, just from my point of view is to, to listen to yourself. You, you get those physical reactions and that, that feeling in your stomach for a reason. And I think where people get caught up with intuition is, okay, I get the feeling in my stomach that I shouldn't do this. So I'm not going to do it. And then the outcome of the situation isn't what I thought it was going to be. So I'm like, oh, like my gut instinct was wrong. I was wrong, but that might not be the case. Like the outcome of that situation could have happened for a reason. It's just not what your mind thought was going to happen, or it's not what you wanted to come out of the situation. So I think that's a really important thing to differentiate between. And you don't always know the reason why something's happening at the time. To go off of that, I remember when Jane came and did a reading for Katie's birthday with a bunch of us there, like a group reading. And I remember her saying something along the lines of like, this isn't like your path. You don't have to follow everything I'm saying, but it's how you interpret it for yourself. And I think that's the same thing, like deciding for yourself, like what you want to do. And a reading is not like, this is exactly how you should live your life. It's like how you want to take it and how you're going to use that information. If I'm understanding that correctly. Yes, absolutely. And I'm just having a flashback to at that time, we were talking about um, your career options coming up. And it's so funny to like, think back and to think like where you are now. And it just, it just worked out for the greater good. And sorry, this is just a little snippet of how I'm so happy for you and how things work out. It is weird to think of. That's what we were talking about at that time. Like, wow, I'm so happy I was correct. And that's amazing. (laughs) Go me. I'm like covered in goosebumps. Wow. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Enough about my career. I I (laughs) want to hear about when you decided was the right time for you to turn this into a business. I know you mentioned doing it as a hobby, growing your knowledge, but when were you like, okay, it's time to make this a business. And when did you, I know you're, you reached your one year. So how has it changed throughout that year? Um, so, okay. I started my business April 3rd of 2021. So woohoo, go me one year for Jane Elizabeth. Um, and I'm really proud of myself. So thank you for everyone that has supported me in the last year. Um, Katie and you know, everyone who still supports me to this day. The reason I started my business is that I actually, like I mentioned, I worked for law offices first. So I was working as a paralegal and I got laid off <laughs> like due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Of course, unemployment, right? 
but you know, just sitting around waiting for a job didn't sound so enjoying, enjoyable for me. So I said, you know what, I'm going to turn this hobby into a business. And I created my Instagram account, Jane's Tarot, um, over a year ago. And that's how I started. And I just started again, just charging people that I was normally reading. And then I kind of just took off and got all of these people from all around the world. So how has my business changed in the last year is I do tarot events locally in Rhode Island, where I live. I have so many coming up in the next couple months. I've done events at restaurants. I've done events privately. I've done events at people's houses. Um, I'm doing an event at a library in May, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, So that's changed. I've also, my market of people that I read has completely changed. Most of my clientele is actually not local. So I don't really read people in Rhode Island. Um, And I have mostly clientele in New York, New Jersey, Maine, and other parts of the world. And it's nice that Zoom and FaceTime exists because I would have not been where I am without that. And I do typed out messages for people too. And, you know, I never forced, like, I never saw myself reading someone from Australia or reading someone from Paris. And my Paris client, if she listens to this, she knows who I'm talking about. She is one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. And I would never have met her without running a business. And I've met all these people because of what I do for a, for a business. And it just makes me feel so happy. Um, to meet all these wonderful souls out in the world. And I'm just so thankful. And I can't wait to meet more people too. So it's just really fun and great. And I love it. And I love, and I love all my clients. I appreciate them. Definitely my Paris client. She holds a special place in my heart because I told her she was going to meet her soulmate. And how I told her is the exact way that it happened. And she texted me and told me that. And she was like, if we get married, you're coming. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I want to go to a wedding in Paris. You're going to Paris. I'm going to Paris. And my mother's like, so you're bringing me? I'm like, mom, like, did I invite, like, I don't even have an invitation yet. Like, do I, have a plus one? A plus one. I don't know. I don't know who I'm calling. Like, <laughs> Lisa's the plus one. Lisa wants to come. She like, she looked at me and she was like, you know how I feel about Paris. I'm like, I, I honestly don't like, I don't know what you're talking about right now, but so yeah, it's just like super cool. I love it. It's so fun. I have two things that I want to ask off of what you said first, how has your Instagram changed? Like, were you very uncomfortable putting yourself out there online before now you're very active on Instagram. So how has that changed? Do you just feel like I'll just put this out there and I'll get the right people. Um, I mean, I'm no, sh- I'm no fool of loving the spotlight as a Leo and just who I am <laughs> as a person. So yes, I love Instagram. I love creating content. I think it's a lot of fun. It's actually, I like to create content. It makes me happy and it decompresses me from normal life. Um, how my Instagram has changed is, you know, I never thought I'd get almost 7,000 followers on Instagram. Like, you know, when I hit the thousand mark, I was like, like, oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. And my content has changed over the years. I really like doing videos. I never really showed myself on Instagram. I always was just like, okay, here are the cards here, are like informational posts, part of the day, pick a pile, whatever. But I learned that I, well, I am a Leo. I love being in front of the camera. So I was like, might as well do like funny videos on Instagram that relate to what I do. And that has led me to gaining momentum. And I think that's led me to meeting all of these people from different parts of the world. 
And I did, of course, a one-year photo shoot with a cake that I got. So, I mean, here we are. I love a photo (laughs) shoot with a cake, honestly. (laughs) The cake was Gorgina. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Shout out to Whisk Me Away in Rhode Island for that cake. Amazing. Like edible tarot cards on it. Had like rock candy for crystals. She did. The cake in the pictures did not do it justice in person. Like it was an amazing cake. How did it taste? Um, like Oreos and funfetti. It was amazing. I got Oreo buttercream, no Oreo mousse in the middle and it was funfetti cake. Amazing. It was unreal. And you know what? I ate the whole thing. I did because I deserved it. (laughs) Yeah, you you did. Happy one year anniversary. (laughs) Uh, The other question I wanted to ask is when you're Mm -hmm. doing readings, what is the difference between doing it on Zoom or FaceTime versus doing it in person? Is it harder or is it just as easy and you've gotten more comfortable doing it? Um, I honestly, when I first started, I actually never FaceTime people. I, Katie, you remember, I would just send recordings of myself mm-hmm. because I just felt a lot of pressure to do like a FaceTime because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm still learning. Like, you know, this is new for me. So I did a lot of recordings. I actually still do recordings for a couple clients that I've been reading for over a year. If they like it that way, it makes it easier for them for their schedules or whatever. If you were to ask me which I would prefer, I would always choose in person because I'm very much a person that can feel a vibe. And I know that sounds so silly because vibe is such an overused word now, but like, I feel like I've always been able to read someone's energy really well. So like when I'm communicating with someone, I'm like, the energy's off here. It's not good. So for a reading, I've always appreciated being in the same room as someone or as the reader, because I feel like they can feel my energy and my energy flows into the cards a lot easier. That's just my personal preference. But I still think that over FaceTime or a Zoom, um, that energy is still transferred. So I don't think it is lacking in that department if you choose to do it virtually. Yes, I agree. So that's what I was trying to say is that I think it still lands the same, especially if the reader is good at what they do. It doesn't matter if it's distance or not, because again, most of my readings are virtual and I get the same feelings that I would virtually that if I did in person, I do believe in person, I get more clarity with spirit guides and angels and the voices are clearer because that person is right in front of me, um, then over FaceTime or zoom, or even when I type out messages or send voice recordings or, um, any type of recording. So unfortunately I don't have as many clients in Rhode Island to do in person. Um, I mean, I would travel to like mass or Connecticut, but that's probably the farthest I would go, but I still think it lands the same, especially under the circumstances of where if you connect with the reader and they don't live in the same country as you or state and you like them and you like how FaceTime is going and it makes sense, then I would just continue doing it. I support that a hundred percent. Like, I think it's like you said, if you have a connection with a reader and you like how it's going, then why change? No, I I do think that's really important though, is that if you have a connection with a reader, then pursue that for sure. Like you're not going to stay in a situation that's uncomfortable, obviously, but, um, you know, when someone's like blowing smoke out their ass. So I think a lot of our listeners, I think 
a lot of them have either been to a card reading or are going to be completely new to this subject. So for anyone listening that is interested in maybe wanting to get their cards read, do you have any tips on how they can reflect on a reading and reflect on the cards that um, were shown? I should say this more often than I don't, so I'm guilty for this. I definitely encourage people before reading to write things down because I just mentioned previously, I black out. I do not know what I say half the time. You could say to me, oh my gosh, remember when you said this? I'd be like, no, I don't. I don't. Or what do you think this means? I'm like, I have no idea because I don't remember. And I believe that you should write things down before a reading. You should definitely go into it with a positive attitude and an open mind and feel like it's here to guide you. And I always have a phrase and I, Katie knows this phrase. I said, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Like I might read you and I'm like, oh, okay, I get this card. Right. And I got the nine of cups. That I just pulled out randomly. And I was like, you feel really happy and satisfied in this. And you're like, no, I don't. I'm like, okay, then if it doesn't apply, then throw it out the freaking window. Like it doesn't, you know, you don't need to have it in there. Um, regarding nerves. I think nar- nerves is ner- um, normal before a reading, especially because you have no idea what they're going to say. The spirit guys, I'm just a vessel, right? Telling you things. I have no idea what they're going to tell me either. Definitely be honest about how you feel going into it. If you're anxious, what you're looking for. Also, if you're going into a reading and you have something specific you want to talk about, don't be afraid to tell the reader that and say, Hey, I really just want to talk about this certain person in my life. They'll be like, okay, great. Because if you don't really give a reader what you really want to talk about, they're kind of going to go off on a tangent and they could talk about your grandma and like what's going on in her life. And you're like, why do I want to know about my grandma? But like, you kind of have to go in with a plan if that's what you're looking for something intention, like you're looking for something specific out of the reading, but definitely write things down because you can go back to it. I've had people ask if they can record me in person. And I'm like, sure, go ahead record me. Whatever you feel comfortable with to remember I don't have a problem with. I'm speaking for myself. I don't know if other readers out there don't want to be recorded or don't want to have you to write things down, but I definitely think that you're spending money to get guidance from, you know, your spirit guides. You should do whatever you feel comfortable to remember. I mean, I've known Katie's recorded me before and I'm like, sure, record me. I don't care. I've had someone videotape me before and I'm like, whatever, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. I think the recording is super helpful too, because, um, you, you have the context of which things are, are said in that original moment. And, um, I used to get my cards read, um, prior to Jane. So like back when I was, I think I had just graduated high school. There was a woman in um, my hometown that would do it with like a regular deck of, um, 52 playing cards. So it wasn't tarot cards, but, um, Jane, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but with the playing cards, you can interpret them um, the same as like a, a deck of tarot cards. They each like right. the say it's like the seven of diamonds would like correlate to a card in the tarot deck. But mm-hmm. um, she always said, you know, like take it with a grain of salt when you walk out of here, like things could change like that, you know? Um, but I always found it helpful to record, like voice record what they're saying. So then in three months time, in six months time, in a year, you can go back and listen to it and be like, oh my gosh, this happened or that happened, or this didn't happen. You know, like there have been so many times where I've gone back and 
listened to those notes and been absolutely blown away by the things that happened that you forget about, honestly. Even like hearing sometimes you, Katie will share some of the things that happened in hers. And I'm always just like so excited to hear about it. And then when it comes true or something, I'm like that. But remember when that happens, that's so crazy. So I think that's a great tip. And I think for me, and I think a lot of other people, like if it's your first time doing that kind of group setting and having a party and like having your friends around and watching other people do it and, and hearing was a great way to feel comfortable um, doing it. That was so fun. We should do that again. Oh my God. Housewarming for me. Oh my God. We have gluten-free and dairy-free snacks. Your girl is gluten-free and dairy-free. So We definitely didn't have that last time. (laughs) Oh, I just went gluten-free and dairy-free. So it's fine. Since we're talking about more newbies and beginners um, to this, what are some of the common misconceptions that you hear a lot about tarot card reading? And how would you kind of combat those. Oh my gosh. There's so many misconceptions and, you know, I'm going to tell a story real quick. Cause we love stories and Katie knows a story. So I recently went to Florida and this random woman in the parking lot came up to me and Katie's going to laugh because she knows what I'm talking about. So she came up to me and she like basically just told me her son like passed away, like all this stuff. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can connect right to like the other side. Like you know, I'll just do it. If she really wanted me to, she literally called me the devil. I think that's what she said. A demon. She called me a demon because I do that. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. So the misconception was called a demon. Like I was eating a, I was eating a donut. Like it wasn't like the time to be called that, but like it happened. Like here we are. A lot of misconceptions about tarot is that it's the devil's work. I'm a witch. I practice evil things. And the misconception I can combat it with is that I'm talking to angels. I'm talking to your spirit team. I'm talking to the people that surround you and protect you every single day. And do you know where they come from? They come from God and they come from heaven or whatever up there thing you call it. Right. It could come from like a random place with rainbows and unicorns and dinosaurs. I don't know, but they're there to serve you and protect you. So I'm not talking to the devil. I'm not doing anything evil. I'm not doing anything that is unjust. There are other entities that surround you and protect you every single day to help guide you to where they want you to be. And it's not coming from a malicious place. It's actually coming from the purest of being. I think that's the problem. People think it's like literally like I'm this horrible human being. And I'm like, guys, like I talk to God probably more than you do. It's also kind of like taking what you're given at a reading and setting yourself up to like getting towards a goal, like things that you're going to do anyways, like manifesting and, and getting to where you want to be in the future is like the whole point of going to a reading, I would think. Yeah. It's for guidance and it's guidance from something that is not on this earth, right? It's like your, your team that is with you every day and your team has the best interest for you. Sometimes they're really annoying, but like they're, they're there to help you guide you and going to a reading should be fun. And sometimes it's not fun. I can admit that I've had really tough times and so is Katie and you know, they're not the greatest all the time, but they're there to help guide you and in the right direction that you're supposed to be in, in your life. But I'm not the devil. I think too, like sometimes with certain things, you just, you need to have the experience for yourself 
and I don't, I don't know, just to like really understand what it's about and how it applies to you or your life. And obviously if you were not comfortable with it, I wouldn't say, Oh, pursue it and see what else could happen. But so like you just said, like being in a setting, like with your friends, like you're, you're comfortable. It's, it's a light and happy atmosphere. I think that also allowed you to have a good experience, you know? So despite it not being something you would just do on like a random Tuesday, you know, it it was fun for you to experience. And I think that probably gave you a new perspective on it too. Oh, definitely. And when I'm hearing from you or other friends, like about their readings, I just feel like I have a totally different understanding of it and can like see how you can interpret that information and how it connects to your life. So it is different when you see it for yourself. Also for people who are maybe going for the first time, what can they expect from a typical reading? How long does it take? What do what do they need to be ready for? Um, here's the thing. I don't even know like how I can explain the first time for a reading because it's so different for everybody, right? Um, typical times, I think it depends on the reader. I book usually in time slots, right? Like 30 minutes, 60 minutes, you know. And then that's usually how long I would do the reading for. Um, typical reading first time probably is really uncomfortable. Um, you know. I'm going to know things that you don't know that I know, and we don't have to talk about it. And we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. And, you know, the first time for a reading, you're going to be shell-shocked. You're probably not going to remember everything. So that goes back to the notebook recording and all that good stuff. But uh, my tips for a first time reading is definitely going with an open mind. Talk to somebody who's got a reading before to kind of just like give you what to expect. Also ask your reader what to expect go in with questions. I, I always text people like my first timers. I'm like, if you have questions, like write them down before. So you can ask them because you can ask a very specific question and spirit or the cards would just be like, yes or no. So for first time, be very intentional with what you want to get out of it. You can actually have the conversation with the reader and be like, Hey, I really just want to know about this or that, or the future. Also people who read cards do different things. You know, some people, choose to connect with the dead and do mediumship and say, Hey, you want to go and you want to talk to a grandparent? Like, don't come to me. Like I can do it, but it's not something that I do normally. Like I would direct you to somebody else that is just, that's what they do with their craft. So kind of just like figure out what you're looking for to kind of get the best experience out of the first time. And you're spending a decent amount of money because reading is exhausting. You know, it's tiring it tires me and I have to take breaks in between. I can't just like read for eight hours straight. Like it's exhausting. So, um, you know, you want to be going in with the best mindset and find the best person for you. Um, especially if it's what you're looking for. That definitely makes sense. So when someone's booking something with you, just letting you know in advance, like this is kind of what I want to get out of it. So you can say, yeah, I'm ready to do that. Or no, I'm not the right fit for you. Yeah. I mean, like I can connect with the dead. I choose not to all the time. Like, and that's just my preference. Like if you come in and you don't mention like, you know, a past loved one or whatever, and then they kind of, they, you ask about it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. But you know, if you really just want to have a whole hour, just talking to your mom or your dad or your cousin, I'm not, I'm going to direct you to somebody else so you can get the best, um, for your money. Cause you know, it is expensive and it's like kind of like self-care and self-care activities are not cheap. No, they're not. They're not. They're not cheap. (laughs) 
I'm finding that out. <laughs> Material girl. But they're worth it. Yeah. Yeah. They're For worth the sake it. of self-care. So if one of our listeners wanted to have you at an event or have a reading with you, where would be the best place for them to get in touch with you? And what kind of event would you be open to going to? I'll do anything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'll just bring me, just bring me somewhere. Feed me, um, gluten-free, dairy-free. Let's just start with that. And then I'll like take some water. Um, and I'll go anywhere. I mean, if I'll drive there, I'll fly somewhere if it is worth my while regarding financial, um, that's financially, um, worth my while, but kind of events, I'll do anything. And if they want to reach me, reach me at Jane's tarot. That is my Instagram, just Jane's tarot, no hyphen, no underscore, no nothing. It's just Jane's tarot. Um, I do have a website. You can find my website through my Instagram, go in the booking um, section, book that way, or can just send me a message on Instagram and book that way. I definitely would love to do more events. I don't feel comfortable reading more than 10 people at an event because I probably would have to sleep for 38 hours. I don't know why I picked number 38, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it'd just be a long recovery if I have to like read more than 10. Um, so I have someone that I read with to do bigger parties. Um, but definitely I'll travel somewhere. I mean, I live in Rhode Island. I mean, I'm definitely like, I'm not going to fly to like New Zealand for a reading, but I definitely would drive somewhere. I think to close out the episode, you should pull a card um, for pop, like for parties over. Okay, great. I love it. Okay, Ashley and Liz's podcast. Let's pull a card about the podcast and the future of the, okay, whoa, it just flew right out. Okay, great. Love that. Um, So the world card, different meanings. International but travel. Inter- international travel. <laughs> They're doing a world tour. <laughs> world tour, baby. But the world card is actually like your podcast makes people happy. It gives them something. I see. Here I go. Here I go. I'm going to tailspin on tailspin. This is what happens when you read. I see a lot of people enjoy listening to your t- podcast, like driving. And I think that your podcast makes people decompress, makes them happy, something to like really, it's really relatable. So how your podcast is going to continue going is just making people happy and fulfilled. And it also makes you two both happy and fulfilled. And I see that maybe in the future, you guys, I don't see a world tour yet. Let's manifest that. But maybe you're going to have more global listeners that are different, not just, you know, I don't know if you have global listeners now, but I just see I don't know. I see a map in my head and you know, like when maps light up in like different areas of the world, like, oh my God, they're listening. Or you see like when, like when Kylie Jenner does her like lip kit launch and like, you know, everyone's in the world like doing the lip kit launch, Kylie, like we don't need to see the map, but how I'm seeing the map in my head is that, you know, you're having those little dots that aren't just in the U S like, it's kind of like sporadic. And I think that's good. Just a lot more expansion makes people happy you'll feel fulfilled it's just gonna get i want to pull another card okay i'm on a roll let me okay okay. i like that i just want so i just got the ten of pentacles so that's a card about financial strength security also making yourself feel whole and home it's good stuff no bad cards here i mean if i pulled a bad card i'd be honest like girl we got the ten of swords but we did it we got the ten of pentacles (laughs) and she's like the the podcast is over it's done. This is a breakup. Hard stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You're ended. It's done. It's in the toilet. It's flushed. This was fun. This was, did this was you guys fun. have fun? 
I had, had a blast. I could talk me. Like pull minutes. a card for me. <laughs> yeah, let's do a reading for Katie. You so. asked such great questions. And you Jane is questions. very well spoken also. So. Thank you. This was such a great oh. episode. It, it flowed really well. We touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. So let's go get a tarot card reading. That was a good one. <laughs>